The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. Reiki has been proven to bring you balance and peace, as well as improve your health. It's a healing method that works with other alternative methods, as well as conventional medical practices, to encourage and enhance personal healing on a number of levels. Now, to tell you more about Reiki and better health, here is Paula Vale. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Voice America. And this is the For the Love of Reiki show. Paula Vale, your host, and I am welcoming Dawn Fleming, and this is her second show with us. I'm so excited and so happy to have her back, and today we will be discussing creating a successful Reiki practice. Dawn has a fantastic amount of information to share She is the author of Creating a Successful Holistic Health Practice, and this came out of 26 years of working with energy. And Dawn, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you, Paula, and I'm excited because I really enjoyed being on your show the last time and all the wonderful conversation that came out of that. So I'm looking forward to speaking today to everyone who's listening. Oh, I love it. I love it. And your sharing is going to be so fantastic for those out there learning Reiki, thinking of having a Reiki practice of their own. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Uh, Please tell us, why don't we start, Dawn, with, tell us, when did you know you were going to be doing Reiki for a living? When did that come to you? Well, that's a great question, because before I really made that decision, I'd been working for the government for quite a long time. And, you know, that secure government job that people don't walk away from. But when I first started working with energy and taking Reiki classes, you know, I just found that I loved it. I just loved it. And then with each person that I saw that Reiki made a difference in their lives, I was thinking, why am I not doing this for a living? You know, it makes a bigger difference than what I felt like I was doing for the government. And I just loved it. And I loved working with people. And so... I'd say I probably had been working with energy work for about two or three years and really just felt like um, it was a calling. Like I had found what I was really supposed to be doing with my life energy. So um, it's, it's it, you know, that inner knowing that you get that you would rather be doing Reiki than sitting at that desk job for hours that really isn't giving you much satisfaction or whatever that job is that you have um, and you just long to be doing it, then you, you know, that's when I knew I needed to find a way to grow 
grow this part-time and to figure a way to be able to do it full-time. Yes, yes, and and like you said, inner knowing. And to be able to go into that, something that you have a passion for, I mean, that's also so fulfilling. Well, it's so fulfilling. And you think about how many people who just go to work every day just for the paycheck, and they really aren't, you know, don't love what they're doing. And I think to be able to have a job that you love doing and that you feel is making a difference, it's so satisfying on every level. And I think it helps us on our, for those on a spiritual path, it just helps uh, raise our energy up to take us to that next level. Yes, yes. I agree. I agree. So did you put together, when you made this decision, what was your process in formatting, okay, I'm going to make this a business. Here's what I need to do. What suggestions do you have for us for that? Well, well, I guess I had two stages. And my first stage was, just beginning as a part-time business because after, you know, practicing Reiki for so long, and I know a lot of people have this thing about, oh, you have to take money for doing a Reiki session, but I think, as I said on your last show, I think you need experience before you start taking money. And, um, And so I had had all that experience. I was so grateful to have people to work on, and then people started calling me up asking me for a to make a, an appointment, and they expected to pay me. So that's when I felt like, well, this I really have it. And um, so I began you know, charging people and setting time on my calendar when I would be available for appointments. So I realized that this part-time business was starting, and I needed you know, if I want a client, if you want to grow your business, you need to start talking to people about what it is you do. So another thing about having that experience before you start charging people is that you can talk about what Reiki does because you've had experience, and then you understand working with energy a little bit more so you can understand how to articulate it. Because I remember when I first took chakra balancing and Reiki, how do you explain this energy thing to people so that they know what it is you do and they don't think you fell out of the tree and hit your head? So, um, you know, the first thing was the part-time and growing it, and that was um, one of the things that helped to grow my business was just letting everyone know that I did it. And you have to look at people when you're talking to them because if they shut down, then don't waste your voice anymore. They're, they're clearly not interested. But if you have people that are listening, uh, keep talking. And I found that back when I started all this in the early 90s, you know, people were kind of curious about what Reiki it was. And now that, you know, we're in 2015, People have heard of Reiki before, so um, you may have more people's ear than than I did, and just talk about it and talk about how it's made a difference in in your life and your clients' lives, and have your business cards. Make sure you're giving your business cards out, and social media is such a big deal now that mm-hmm. talk it up on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on you know all your social media. 
talk it up. Don't don't beat it to death, but make sure that people that follow you or you connect with on these social medias, make sure they know this is what you're doing and this is what, what you want to grow and expand in, in your life. Um, so that's what I'll, I'll say about that. And I'll say a little bit more about when I took it to the next level for, further along as we, we go here. All right. All right. Now, in your book, you mentioned the inner and the outer aspects of creating a successful Reiki practice. What 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 is the difference there, Don? Okay, that, that's a great question because you know a lot of people think I'm just going to go out and open up my own business, whether it's Reiki or selling stuff or whatever. And you know, when you're self-employed, you're an entrepreneur. And no one else is going to tell you how to do things or motivate you. So I'd say, like, the inner work of creating a successful practice and even getting one off the ground is you've got to have a healthy sense of self-esteem. Um, if, you, if you don't have that, don't go into business for yourself. And then from that healthy sense of, of self, are you self-motivated? It's, and I think that's what takes a lot of people out of business because they're waiting for somebody else to motivate them. You've got to be able to get up every morning and motivate yourself to do those outer things that, that you have to do in order to get your business to go. And then um, what I see with a lot of people in the holistic community and, and the Reiki community, they say, oh, I have problems receiving money for this. Well, if you've got that problem and you can't work it out, please don't go into business. Don't make this your livelihood uh, because that that's going to be creating physical and energetic blocks from you being successful. If you define a successful business as you know, being able to make a living at it, so look at what your inner views are about money. And sometimes these views come from our family. I was brought up in a household, um, middle, lower middle income, Baltimore City. Uh, sometimes times were really good. Sometimes times weren't. My parents were always arguing about money because there wasn't any. And, you know, there was four kids in the house, and we all have definitely different views on money. My view was, I'm not going to do what they're doing. I'm going to make money. And then, you know, my... My brothers and sisters, they, they have some issues about lack and limitation. And so we have to visit what is our view about money. Is it I'll never have it, or my family's never had it, I'll never have it, or is it there's plenty of it out there and I'm going to be able to manifest uh, what I need and, and even more. So that's a biggie. And then I see um, another inner uh, part of creating a successful business is do you have a clear vision? When you're self-employed, you can be pulled in so many different directions. So I think at the very beginning, you need to have a clear vision on what it is that you're going to do. Okay, I'm going to provide Reiki. Are you going to teach? Uh, are you going to be offering Reiki for free in hospitals? Um, what What is your vision of your business? Because all of a sudden, what I found when I went full-time is there were so many different people trying to pull me to get 
different things because I was available more often. But a lot of these things didn't fit into my vision, and I had to be real clear about that so that I wasn't putting, spending my energy and time in the wrong place. So having a clear vision, you may even want to write it down and put it in your calendar or wherever you keep that information, whether it's on your phone. And can you speak up for yourself and can you speak to other people? Um, Speaking up for yourself, I think, is an inner thing. Speaking to people is an outer thing. And those are just a few of the inner aspects that if you don't have them, maybe you need to continue working for someone else. Um, or maybe getting some coaching or some counseling to help strengthen those inner dynamics that help you when you're doing the outer work. And, you know, the outer work is you look at your vision and you say, what are the steps I need to take um, to create this business? Does my, uh, where I live, do they require me to... uh, get an LLC or incorporate or report my business to the local whatever. Uh, So it's finding out what is it that you need to be legally valid in your area, and then what is it that you need? Do you want to rent a space or do you want to work out of your home? Uh, And what is it that you need to have a home office or an office somewhere else? And then just thinking about your vision, breaking it down into all the steps that it will take to acquire clients because without clients, there's no money. So how are you going to bring clients in? And I think marketing is a whole topic on its own because a lot of times it depends on where you live um, and as to what approach you may take to marketing or how many people you know. Uh, how big's your sphere of, of influence? So I think on the outer work, besides getting set up and getting yourself legal in the terms of your state or your county, looking at you know how are you going to acquire customers or clients? And for me, I built mine part time before I went full time. And then once the answer to your question about. Um, how did I grow my business and how you said earlier and I started with part-time for full-time I remember like when I quit my government job and we went away on vacation for a week and I came back and woke up on a Monday morning and went oh my god (laughs) what does this mean what did I do and then I went oh yeah this is great but it I will tell you, I went through many different emotions because when your life is so structured for so many years and you know what's expected and then all of a sudden you're self-employed and maybe you're a Pisces and you're not as a structured person, but to make a living it's going to depend on you having some structure. So um, I, I had to look at what were my what were my fears. They were up in the air and just addressing each one and then moving on to, okay, what do I need to do today? And what I did to grow it into a full-time practice was I looked for opportunities where I could speak and let bigger groups of people know what Reiki was. So there was two hospitals close by, and I talked to the people 
that were in charge of nurses' training, and I asked if I could speak to one of their at one of their in-service uh, meetings. And so each of the hospitals sponsored me to come in, and I gave a one-hour talk about what Reiki was and and how it worked. And then those people, those nurses, referred me to other hospitals and to other groups and to nursing schools, and I was able to go in. I wasn't paid for these talks, but I ended up having a lot of the people who listened to my talks as clients. Nurses are tired and burned out. They love Reiki. They didn't know they would love it until they heard about heard my talk. So I think if you want to make this into a full-time career, you've got to look for places where you can go and, and talk and connect. And also when, when you have these opportunities, you want to dress professionally, you want to act professional, and if you're giving any handouts or marketing material, you want those to look professional because being self-employed, um, you don't want to be casual. You want to look professional. That is what's going to make you stand out from someone else who hasn't put that effort out. And um, the people that I was talking to were professionals, so... They're going to take me serious if I look professional. So, uh, so uh, Paula, you, you've been doing this a while. So, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I totally agree. And that idea of going out there and speaking and, you know, and uh, taking it seriously. And actually, um, we do have to stop for a commercial. So let's come back on and we'll go a little bit uh, more into that. I, I love your suggestions and your ideas. So everyone, we're going to be right back. This is some fantastic information. And Don, we'll be right back with everyone. Thank you. Are you looking to relax, improve your health, and find balance in your life? then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington, we offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com. The healing modality of Reiki has become more recognized worldwide in both the areas of naturopathic medicine and Western medicine. Reiki not only benefits and heals the person receiving the Reiki healing energy, but also the practitioner. Learning Reiki can change your life and the life of those around you. Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired in Tacoma, Washington, has trained in Reiki worldwide and teaches all levels of Yusui and Karuna Reiki. Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. 
Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Paula Vale here with Dawn Fleming, and Dawn is sharing her experience and her knowledge and giving us some fantastic ideas on creating a successful Reiki practice. And we just finished that first segment of the show, and Dawn was expressing the importance of, you know, dress professionally, you know, this business, when you take on a business, you know, take it take it on and, and look at it and dress professionally, put yourself out there. And, and you asked me my opinion. I totally agreed on. And I see it as, you know, my Reiki business, I started, started about 10 years ago. And after a couple of years is when I made the decision to make it a business. And I agree with you. Look at it as a business. Be professional. And when I got to the point that I was going to teach, I felt I'm not just going to run out there and teach. This is a huge honor. This is a huge responsibility. I want to do it correctly. I want to honor Reiki. I want to honor my students. I want to be there for my students. And and be professional and have it be like if they went to a college to take a class. I want them exactly. to have those and the workbooks. And I have to say to everyone, I have Dawn's class workbooks. They're absolutely fantastic. I, Thank I have you. In my office. But I'm with you. Um, I, f- I felt it, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it professionally and honor and respect it. So that's that's my view on that. Thank you for asking. Well, and I'll just say, as you said that, another thing that hit me was when when I left my full time job, and you know that Monday went started my own full time uh, build my own full time practice. Uh, a part of me was like, oh, my God, there's so many Reiki practitioners. Am I going to be able to, you know, make enough money? You know, the fear stuff. But then what came to me was there's so many people that need help. Um, there's not even enough of us for all the people that need help. So we should be grateful that there's other practitioners out there. And I always say um, that we need to not talk bad about other practitioners we should you know honor them as well and one of the exercises i have my reiki masters do is an exercise where in meditation we're seeing everyone be successful and holding that image for all those who are out there you know doing reiki honestly are successful and so we don't get into that fear thing like that, you know, there's not enough or, or whatever. So, just right. a thought. That, that just deters things. Yes, because we are all, we're all a team. We're all a team. Yes. Yes. I love that. And I've always felt who I am meant to meet, who yes. will be, they're meant to come to me. And I'm just going to open up to that. I'm not going to worry about 
what a neighbor has or someone else's business. Just look at it as a team. I love that, Don. Yes, it's so important. Yes, yes. Oh, besides Reiki, what did you do to add to your business that helped it grow? Well, once I started doing this full-time, and I had a little bit more time in my life to, to you know, explore some other classes, I ended up taking a, hypno, uh, a couple of hypnotherapy classes. And so I added that in as something that I offered and then, you know, decided to teach. Well, I was teaching Reiki from a part-time perspective, but, you know, a lot of people say they want the master, but they don't want to teach, and then they find themselves teaching. And from a financial perspective, being able to teach really helps uh, increase the income as well. And um, I took a life coaching class, and as my um, as my skill set grew with the Reiki uh, and knowledge of energy, my intuition opened up so much that I found that I could actually do like medical intuitive work. So that was something else. I could offer, and I made sure that all these different services were either explained in a brochure or I explained it to my clients when they were there for the first time, because sometimes they'd be on the table and say, oh, could you do a little hypno on me right now? And I'm like, no, that's a separate service, or while you've got me here, can you do a medical intuitive read? Well, that's a whole different dynamic and way that I work. And so I'd have to explain that those were different different services and, and different style appointments. So clarifying that. And when you have a little bit more to offer, you know, you may be able to help more, you know, different people and bring more people in. And then as you're bringing them in for hypno, they may say, explain this Reiki thing to me. Do you think this might help? Um, so it just brings other avenues to connect with people and to bring people in that they may want to try Reiki or they may want to take a Reiki class. Right. Yes. Excellent. That's just a broader avenue of you reaching yeah. Yes, I love that. I love that. Now, Don, you've written several articles about healthy boundaries. Why why are healthy boundaries important? Well, that I had to learn the hard way because, you know, when I first started doing this part-time, I guess I was just into pleasing people. Mm-hmm. And then by pleasing people, I'd be frustrated because, you know, people weren't showing up for their appointments or uh, people were spending more time with me than what I would normally allot for a session, or I was agreeing to do sessions during times where I didn't really want to be working, but for some reason I was agreeing to it. Yes. And so what happens is if, if you don't have clear boundaries, it's not like your clients um, know what your boundaries are. They know what their boundaries are. So... You need to have clear boundaries so that you know what it is that you really are willing to do and what it is you don't want to do. And it took me a time to define that. And so when you have clear boundaries and you, and you stand by them, then you, you maintain your energy at a much higher level. And because um, what I was seeing was 
uh, clients would say, oh, I can't make that time, but do you have a Sunday afternoon appointment? Well, I was a, for a while I was a single mom, and then even after I got married, who wants to give up their Sunday afternoon to do Reiki? And sometimes I would agree to do it, and then I'd wake up on Sunday and go, what was I thinking? You know you don't want to do this. Why, why did I agree to this? And and then I had would have clients that would just sh- show up. And one day it was my day off, and a client came to my house, and I was in the backyard weeding, and she came out my backyard, and I'm covered in in uh, mulch, and she's like, I need a session right now. Oh, my gosh. Yes, and I, I did not, I will tell you, I said, this is my day off, and I, I can't do it right now, and I can refer you to someone who can do it if you need it right now, but um, what I need you to do is just call me, and we'll set up an appointment. And and then also since my um, since my office was in my house, I'd have people that would want to stay afterwards. I couldn't get them out of my house. And you know, if you would go to see your accountant, whether his office was in his house or in a in a professional building, you wouldn't expect to stay there for a half hour afterwards just chit-chatting with him because he's got other appointments. But I think, you know, clients don't understand that. So I had to find ways to direct them out my front door, even if it meant that I just kept walking them towards the front door. Uh, <laughs> and, and also, um, people just sometimes will ask you, you know, if you could do things for them that aren't normally on your sphere of, you know, things that you would do. And I'm not talking in a sexual way, but, oh, do you think maybe you come over and help me move or whatever? And you just have to learn how to say no and to own your no. And just to know that no is a complete sentence. You don't have to say, no, I think I've I'm, I'm got something going then. Or uh, um, you know, it, if it doesn't work with you, you just say no. And I think also for boundaries, it's for to create healthy boundaries and to maintain them is have your like ground rules written out maybe on a piece of paper that you give your clients the first day that they come so they know what are your hours of operation and when is it that you like to take phone calls. But I know now people will do emails and texts. Uh, texts are pretty good because... You can go back and forth, email. Sometimes people don't answer them right away. But, you know, setting up ground rules around how you operate, how you receive money. I mean, boundaries are also this person owes you money. Are you going to let them say, oh, I'll pay you later? Um, so having all that written up front. Because I think healthy boundaries, the bottom line, is about taking care of yourself. Because if yourself isn't healthy and your energy is not buoyant and vibrant, then what is it that you have to offer your client? Mm -hmm. And if I look like crap because I'm just trying to please everybody and my client comes to the door and sees me looking like crap, they're probably going to run. Oh, no. (laughs) And, And also a lot of clients will... They think that all of a sudden you know everything. I've had some clients like that. They're looking for someone who wants to tell them all the answers. 
And um, so they want to make you responsible for things that they need to make decisions on. And I think healthy boundaries is that you realize only they can make those decisions for themselves. And you, you making sure that they understand that maybe you listen to them, uh, but that they need to make the decision. Because I'd have people call me and say, well, what do you think I should do about this? And, and I'm thinking about this, but what do you think about it? And so I really would, after a while learning, I need to stay out of that and, and just allow people to be empowered to make you know, their own decisions. Excellent. I love that. And, you know, boundaries, I love you bringing that up because so many things, for instance, the scheduling, I know personally myself for two, probably my first two years because I wanted to work with everyone. Yeah. I was hopping and going seven days a week and I was like, I've got to have time for myself and my family. And I finally said, okay. Block out these days. But it's so easy, especially in a business where you want to help people. And well, that's it. We're such givers that we care it's about It's easy them to, to, want to help to them. It is hard. Yes. Yes. And for, for me, um, I was doing the same thing, seven days, just to try to accommodate people. But then I realized that, you know, there was things I like to do on weekends. And we like to kayak and, and just be outdoors. And I just decided that most, most of my clients could get there during the week and in the evenings. So I decided no more weekend hours. And some, some people had issues, but they made other, you know, they did come at other times. So it, it did work. So. And, and then I guess one of the things that's popping up for me also is what do you do about that client who all of a sudden, you know, they make an appointment and then they don't show up? You know, oh, I had to work late. Oh, I, you know, I didn't get out of the office on time. Oh, um, something came up. And I had this happen with one person quite often. And I told her, I said, you know, you want these evening hours, which is like prime time. Mm-hmm. And I could be having someone else here. I said, I just can't allow you to make an appointment during evening hours anymore. So maybe you need to find someone else. So I was kind of politely trying to fire them as a client. And uh, she goes, no, no, I really want this. So what we ended up doing was I said, all right, if you don't show up, I'm expecting payment, and I'm, I will wait so a little bit later, when I know you're home, and I will send you an absentee Reiki session, so you will get a session, and I will get paid the next time I see you. So that really did change the behavior. <laughs> right. Yes. And I did get paid when, uh, when she didn't show, and I did do the absentee Reiki session. So it's kind of a win-win for both. Yes. So... Basically, even though we're in a business of service, we do need to also respect ourselves and the business aspect as well as our clients and what we do. We it, just have exactly, to respecting them, respecting self, and, and, the, cause it, and having good business practices because, you know, being that it is a business, we 
need to do smart things um, that you do with any business, whether it's Reiki or um, or anything else. Like, keep all those receipts for all your expenses, for all those classes that you're taking. Uh, are you taking a client out to lunch? Save that receipt. Uh, if you, that's as long as you're talking about business. Are you buying books related to uh, to your practice? Are you buying business books? Did you have to buy software to, um, you know, I buy uh, Microsoft Office. Did you have to buy a computer? All these things that you're buying for your business, whether it's a table or a computer, or I had to buy um, a landline telephone in order yep. to do the radio shows. So, so all those things, you keep those receipts because you're going to write those off. Right. Um, yes. And so, you know, being a business person is about being uh, not only good at what you're doing, but being smart at business so that you don't have to pay taxes on, on, on money that you spent towards your business. I love that, Dawn. I love that. Well, gosh, it's, I'm afraid it's time to go to another commercial. We are rolling along. So, everyone, we will be back with you in just a couple moments. Thank you, Dawn. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife. Beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone, this healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us, they clothe us, they comfort us, and inspire us. We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Paula Vale here, and we are discussing creating a successful Reiki practice. I have Dawn Fleming with me, and she's giving us some absolute great advice for those looking into to going beyond just Reiki for friends and family. And I do want to put out there to all of my beautiful listeners in the U.S. and around the world Later this summer, I'm going to do a show regarding frequently asked questions about Reiki. So please, everyone, email me if there's a particular question you have, something you'd like discussed on the show, and we may be able to do that. So anyway, thank you. And Don, I would like to ask you, 
um, briefly if you could talk a little bit about your great book, The Chakra Empowerment, 24 Days of Transformation. I'm just intrigued with that. Can we have a little information about that? Sure. Um, this book came out of, you know, before I taught Reiki, I took a class called Chakra um, Chakra Healing. And um, so I've always had an awareness of chakras, and I know that Reiki, the way it originally was taught, didn't really focus much on the chakras, but all the hand placements are the, are the hand placements that are basically over our energy centers called chakras. And so from working so many years with energy, I just find um, that how important it is to understand what issues, whether emotional or mental, block our energy, and that energy is what's flowing through our chakras. So, and also how we can make changes in our lives to get that energy flowing more strongly, to get that energy unblocked, because we know that Reiki helps to unblock things, but we can do our work, and then the person goes home and jumps back into fear and begins to block that energy again. So this book really is about providing an understanding of these very important energy centers that's bringing fresh, vital energy into our body that supports all of our organs, our nerves, uh, our skin, our bones, and hormones. And it just helps to give an understanding about what the issues are that can block the energy or to open up the energy flow. Uh, I know that I want my energy flowing and, and you know, going beautifully and, and supporting me because when our energy is open and filled, our energy field is filled, and these chakras are filled with energy, then it seems that our life is, like, going the way it should. Like, okay, we're, we're creating our dreams. But when these energy centers are all blocked up, we're like, man, I keep hitting my head on the wall. I don't know why I'm not getting anywhere. Uh, So this book really talks about and explains about the role of each of the chakras and some of the things that we can do to keep that energy open and flowing. And really, it helps us to create and connect with our dreams. So I think as a person getting into creating a successful Reiki practice, the Chakra Empowerment book would be great for anyone. It would be a good um, combination with uh, creating a successful holistic health practice book that I wrote because it will help you address your issues in that are blocking you from creating the practice that you want um, as well. So chakras are important even though, like I said, in the basic Reiki teachings, they don't go into the chakras, but most of the hand placements are over the chakras. So I just think it's important to know about that. Yes, and isn't it important that you know we, we not just focus on a, our third eye or our crown chakra, but we oh. really work on having all of our chakras be... Yes, that is so important. I would love to do a show on the chakras. 
because a lot of people think, oh, I just need my third eye open. But each of those chakras plays a major role. I mean, if we only needed our third eye open, we'd only have one chakra. But <laughs> Yes. Because <laughs> I hear people going, oh, it doesn't matter that I'm not grounded. Oh, my third eye and crown are so open. Oh, I'm like, oh, my God, you need to get grounded. I mean, I know myself. When I am grounded in all my chakras, I feel positive. I feel uh, connected with what I'm doing. I don't feel spacey. And I just feel, like, confident. Like, I can accomplish whatever it is I'm on task for. Whereas if, if I'm only in my upper chakras, I'm kind of spacey. Uh, maybe I don't make sense. Like, you know, the pie in the sky. You've got the idea, but you don't have the means to ground it, to get it to come about. Yes, yes. I love that because it's important. It's like spokes on a wheel. You need the whole wheel. Yes, you need all of them. Yes, I agree. (laughs) I love that. Well, share with us uh, briefly a little bit about your newsletter and art, you know, a few other your articles. Maybe make mention, and maybe mention your radio show, just to, to oh, give. Oh, well, thank uh, you. Yes, um, expansion. I, I offer a newsletter, and it comes out every other month. It has articles about Reiki, also has inspirational articles and other holistic type articles. I love to have some articles from you, from the listeners who are doing Reiki. I'm also trying to put a book together with Reiki articles, so if you're interested in submitting a, an article, feel free to email me at ReikiDawn at Yahoo.com. Uh, also, I have a um, radio talk show called Two Modern Mystics, and it's on blog talk radio backslash Two Modern Mystics. So the, that would be the website, www. Um, blog talk radio backslash two modern mystics and it hits on all different types of spiritual topics everything from forgiveness self-love to stargate vortexes energy power spots those are two of the shows we have coming up and i just wanted to mention like paula had said earlier some of the books and manuals i've written for reiki i've written a reiki one and two manual that teachers can make copies of for their students without violating any copyright laws. And I've also written a Reiki Master Manual as well. Now, you can't make copies of that, but it's a manual that you could read for your own enjoyment or buy copies for your your students. Um, So a lot's going on on my end of the world. Yes. you know, appreciate anyone signing up for the newsletter. I think before I was offering some articles for um, articles on success that I wrote, but I think now if you sign, and I can send you those if you want those, send me an email at reikidawn at yahoo.com. But I think now when you sign up for my um, newsletter, you'll get a, a free 10-minute chakra meditation. I think that's what what you may end up getting. We're working on connecting that to my website right now. And my website is www.energytransformations, with an S, 
www.ghostsofthedead.org. And so there's all kinds of great info there, if I must say so myself. So much going on and so much to offer. That is so fantastic. I love it. So many tools, so many tools. And um, as we go into the last five minutes or so of the show, any last words that you would like to share with the listeners that are looking to make their Reiki a practice and a business? Any points you really want to put there? That's a great question. I. Yeah, if you are really serious that this is your calling and you want to do it as a business, you know, just treat treat people the way you'd want to be treated and just look for the opportunities of where it is that you can get to be known. Like I use the um, I use hospitals. I also would do talks at Whole Foods. I would do talks at the local New Age bookstores, but they seem to be vanishing overnight. So look around your area. Maybe it might actually be um, some senior housing places. Maybe you could go and do talks there. Uh, so just look for the opportunities. And while you're talking to people, be open to hear what they have to say because they may have ideas for you where you could do a talk or where you could connect. And Another big piece of advice is networking. Um, most networking places don't have a lot, or most networking groups don't have a lot of holistic people in them. So I know I've been to a couple of events where people looked at me and went, what, Reiki? But then they asked me questions, and we'd have a conversation. So I felt like I was educating people. You know, like I was playing this big role out there in the world. I was educating people and um, practicing learning how to talk about Reiki. And so by getting out there and just telling people what it is you do and talking it up and just finding all the different places to do it is is the the way to help grow your uh, business. Because even though people are doing social media, I feel better about using someone that I've met in person and I've, shake, I've shaken their hand. Um, makes me feel more warm and fuzzy than seeing an advertisement or getting something in my email. So developing those relationships, you know, on a face-to-face level really makes a difference. Oh, I love that. I love that because then they have that connection with the personality, and they're going to be drawn to that so much more than just you write an email. And, and you figure you have to, someone's allowing you into their energy field. So to me, it's a matter of trust. Yes. And I'm more likely going to trust someone that I've met and felt their vibe than trust someone that just went and got a professional photo to put up on their website or on Facebook and, you know, come see me, I'm the best ever. Um, I think when you meet face-to-face, you feel that person's vibe and sincerity and you know whether or not this is someone you can work with because, like we said earlier, I'm not for everyone. Mm -hmm. And by meeting this person, you kind of know whether you're a match or not. Right. Right. 
Oh, I love that. I love that. And I love the idea of just going out, talking in different areas, making yourself known. And that's going to draw a lot of customers to you and just connections. And I'll tell you, it's, it's like a progression. You keep getting comfortable. Maybe at first you're only co- comfortable with talking about this to a few people, but then you become comfortable with talking about it to strangers. And now I'll tell you, I've, I've talked at national conventions, um, and if someone would have told me at the beginning I would be doing this, I'd say, oh, my God, no, not, you're not talking about me. But you grow more comfortable the more you do this. Right, right. And that's where, like what you talked about, what you spoke about, experience, practice. Yeah. That, because that does give you so much more confidence. Yes. I love that. I love that. So, basically, it's... It's a full spectrum. I mean, it's those inner and outer workings. It's treating it as a business. Keep records, the accountings. Yet it's a service. It's an honor. It's a respect. There's, there's, it's, it's a full circle, isn't it? It, it, it is. It definitely is. And you know, to be able to do what it is that you love to do, to wake up every morning and go. I'm, I'm going to enjoy my day because I know this is, this is my calling. It, it doesn't get much better than that. It, I, I agree. I mean, I, it just puts a smile on your face. It warms your heart. Oh, my gosh. That's that's perfect description. It does. It, you know, I'd get up to go to my government job and go, oh, i got to put these pantyhose on. Oh, i got that drive. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be boring. <laughs> yeah. Reiki beat that for sure. The people you reach now, Don, with your books, your articles, your lectures, it, did you ever think that was going to happen? Well, I always loved writing. And so the Creating a Successful Holistic Health Practice was the first book. And that came out of me teaching a workshop on it. And, like, I had about 25 handouts. And one day I sat down and said, this is the beginning of a book. You should write it because you've been living it. And, um, And then when we moved to Arizona, we were in an apartment waiting for our house to sell in Maryland. And so it was like, all right, people ask you about teaching workshops because, you know, most people who have uh, get a Reiki master have never taught anything before. So I sat down and wrote the book, Teaching Workshops Effectively, to help people who've never taught workshops before, um, huh. give them pointers and tips and from everything on how to teach to, uh, you know, collecting money and advertising for the classes. And then, um, then that led to people asking me questions on how do I become a CE provider, because that was another thing I ventured into early on. And so I wrote a book about that called Navigating the Continuing Education Approval Process. 
And, um, I mean, these are niche books because they speak to a smaller audience, so I'm not making a ton of money, you know, with them, but I feel like I'm helping people because the feedback I get on a lot of these was like, this is the only book about this subject. Thank you for taking the time to write it. I Um, love Exactly, exactly, and that's that's helping them with that. Well, gosh, Don, I'm afraid we've we've gone through our hour. I I have to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for all you do and all you've given to everyone and your knowledge and your services. Thank you so much for doing this show. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for providing the opportunity, and Paula, thank you for all that you do for everyone in the community and for you know having this great show and for giving me the opportunity thank you so much thank you don and thank you to our listeners out there please uh, from the bottom of my heart we're just so grateful you're here and love that that we can share this knowledge and these wonderful guests hugs and blessings everyone we'll see you next week Thank you again for tuning into For the Love of Reiki. Please join your host, Paula Vale, again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel to learn more about your better health.